Baseball got in a month or so of spring training before the pandemic shut down the sport, but now it's back. Earlier this week, Major League Baseball announced its return. Owners and players had squabbled over terms, mostly financial, and really didn't get much settled. But that storyline is over for the moment. Now we're back to talking about the game. This is Sports Beat KC for Thursday, June 25th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and today we talk with Royals beat writer Lynn Worthy and star columnist Sam Mellinger about how the game's new parameters fit the Royals. Here we go with Lynn and Sam. So I was hoping for a scene where uh, maybe M- Rob Manfred and Tony Clark would be sitting at a table and you know they, they'd each sign something and then they'd shake hands, stand up and shake hands and the cameras would be clicking and maybe they even put an arm around each other and um, and there'd be peace in the land and harmony and and that's how we would go into the baseball season instead did you did you actually want baseball, baseball? <laughs> <laughs> baseball issued a statement on 2020 on uh, on Monday night and and saying basically that says, despite all the disagreements, we're going to play baseball anyway. So, so that's the good news. Baseball's happening. Uh, I'm happy that baseball is happening. We're all happy that sure. it's occurring, but um, it certainly doesn't bode well for for the future. But that's you know what we can talk about that on Sportsbeat KC on. Uh, February 19th, 2021. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> but for today, we are going to talk about getting back into the swing of things, pun intended. And uh, Lynn, let's just let's just start breaking it down. Um, 60 game season for for everybody. Um, let's just take a quick moment and and say what that means. Let's start with like like pitching. What is what is that going to mean for a rotation or with this kind of sprint to the finish of a regular season, you think you envision five man rotations or just, you know, bullpens, how, how is it going to work with the 60 season, 60 game season? I mean, it's, it's, I think you still might see the five man rotation. I mean, the, the, the time that they broke camp, the Royals were still, still up in the air on who their fifth guy was going to be. But I mean, I think just because of the pacing of the, um, the schedule, you still probably need at least a five-man group. Or, I mean, I guess you could, in theory, go with more. I just don't know if that's something they'd have they'd be uh, equipped for, uh, have an appetite for. But um, I think the pacing is going to be pretty similar to what you would have over a course of 162 games, just sort of truncated. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how stretched out they can get guys by the time they start the season, considering this delay, and whether or not you're going to have a lot more games where guys maybe only go four or five innings and then you're diving right into the bullpen because, you know, you, you need to stop whatever might be starting uh, right away in these games when every game is going to matter that much more. I mean, 60 games is, you know, that's a that's just a, a little bit of a, a stretch as opposed to a full season. So, I mean, yeah. you, you every game is going to be, um, you know, almost or it could be managed as though it's almost a playoff uh, atmosphere or, importance because uh, you get you know one bad stretch and that might be it you know this might be one of those seasons where you can't win it right out the gate but you could lose it <laughs> <laughs> well well uh i believe that's happened uh locally <laughs> over the last couple of years i don't have the uh the 2019 game by game in front of me probably could call that up pretty quickly but i, I don't know what the royals were out of the gate last year but it does seem like in the last couple of years and they've lost 
a hundred plus games that the starts were just, just abysmal. And, uh, and you're right. There's with, with this shortened season, there is no, there is no slow start. If you have hopes of a playoff and Sam, to hear Dayton Moore, there are hopes of, of a playoff. This is, this is going to, you know, there, you can make a case, I think, to um, look at this season in a different way. And you and I talked about that last week on a, on a show that, um, you know, what, uh, you know, what are the, what can a team like the Royals get out of this season as a developing team? But Dayton Moore has said, no, this is, you know, uh, we're playoffs are the objective here. Is that should should it be? Yeah. Well, first, I did just look it up. The Royals were a cool nineteen and forty one after sixty <laughs> last year. So <laughs> probably not going to get them into the playoffs. No, I think that would be just shy of the uh, second wild card, but. Um, I mean, it, sh- it should be the stated goal, right? And and I think that um, Dayton has always kind of walked a weird, not a weird, but just a sort of a precarious public tightrope with this of, of saying our goal is to compete. We're going to compete um, championship, you know, all that stuff. But internally knowing how important developing is. Now, there's a, there's a ton of nuance here. Dayton and JJ and Renee and, you know, G- all those guys believe that the way that you win is to develop the way that you develop is to win. So these things are, are kind of tied together. Uh, but I, I do think that, you know, sort of just back in what Lynn just said, I mean, it's literally true that each game in a 60 game season is worth almost three times as much as one game in a 162 game season. And, um, you know, there's, there's more room for flukes, right? Um, I, I think fan gave the Royals a 0.3% chance of making the playoffs when the world was normal. And, and now I think it's like 14 point something. So, you know, this can happen, you know, short, uh, small sample sizes uh, will, will rule, um, 2020. So I I think they should go for it, but I, you know, I don't think they're going to be disappointed if, if they don't make it to me, it's all, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm on the extreme on this. Um, and, and I have a big disagreement with the Royals front office. It's a respectful disagreement, but still, I just, I think everything should be geared. Every single decision should be what makes us better for 2021 and 2022. Um, I, I think you use this to develop. Lynn was talking about pitch counts and stuff. The Royals can actually, I, I think, are in a pretty good position or at least, you know, a better position relative to the teams they're competing against in terms of, uh, you know, workloads because, you know, so much of their future is tied up in all these pitching prospects. Uh, teams are very, this is something we'll talk about on February 19th, uh, 2021, but, uh, you know, somebody's going to lead the league in innings with like 80 innings, something like that. Teams, sure. teams don't like to jump more than 20 or 30%. Um, so that, that's going to be a thing that we're going to talk about next year. And I think the Royals can sort of buffer against that now um, by, you know, they've already been managing, you know, sort of workout pitching. I, I understand that's not the same as game pitching, but um, they're in a position to use this as a development in a way that I think some other clubs might not be. What about, Lynn, what about um, the, the make? We'll, we'll drill down into position battles and, and what the roster is going to end up looking like in, in, in future podcasts, but just overall the, the roster composition, is there, um, is, is there enough talent on, on this, on this roster to win, you know, 30 to win 60% of, of, of your games or 55%. And I, I saw this yesterday that the best 60 game record in Royals history is 45 and 15 and the worst is 15 and 45. <laughs> um, so, 
and that, that that's in what fifty what fifty two years fifty one years whatever it is of of, uh, of Royals history. But is there you know there, there are there is some star power on this team, and um, you know you get the AL home run champ, the AL champ in um, in, in hit or major league uh, champ in hits, and um, is, is there enough on the is there enough for this team to have a sixty game burst of success? I think there's there's potentially enough for them to at least be you know to be in the mix there to be in the running. I mean, assuming guys perform, you know, particularly some of the guys who are coming back because you know you talk, I mean not to go too far into you know the nitty gritty of the roster. But I mean, you think about Salvi and Mondi coming back this year, added to you know um, you know Solaire having the year that he had last year, and so I mean you 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 feel like you have. Um, at least in the lineup, should be deeper than what it had been last year. Um, I know they really think that the bullpen this year has a chance to be really good. Um, so, I mean, I think you look at what they've got just overall roster-wise, and, it, and the, I mean, as any year, there's probably some guys who are some question marks, and depending on how which way they go, whether they overperform, underperform, or if they're just sort of like in that middle, um, probably – has a big factor in the overall roster, how much better um, than expectation or, or maybe under expectation that the whole group ends up being. But I don't, I don't think you look at their roster and say, yeah, that's a team that's just, um, you know, that's, it's just not, and especially in 60 games. I mean, heck, the, the Nationals wouldn't have made the, the name playoffs last year in 60 games, won the World Series. So, I mean, in 60 games, you know, I think you got to be pretty bad to just say there's no shot. <laughs> Right, right. Or the, the Royals in 2014, I, I don't believe, would have made the playoffs after after no, 60 they would games. Not. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. And and Lynn, you mentioned this, and it's a bit of a silver lining. I mean, the the, the injury recovery time for for Mondi and for Salvi extended with all this. I I got to think there's uh, there's every hope that they're going to be back at as 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 100. percent Is that uh, yeah yeah? Did, has Dayton addressed that? Yeah, I mean, they, they, we had asked about that throughout this this break, but I I asked about you know just because you know guys separated for however long this has been a couple of months now, um, but yeah, yesterday I asked um, I should say uh, uh, Wednesday because you know, people could be listening to whatever day, but Wednesday I asked and Dayton said yeah, the, um, there's no health issues. Not I mean aside from coronavirus, no health issues with any of the guys who are going to be reporting to camp next week. Okay, well let's uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll we'll uh, talk about some other specific issues about about the 2020 Major League Baseball season that we think will begin uh, July. It's a 20, I think 23, 24 will be opening days with uh, with a uh, spring training 2.0 starting next week at uh, at Kauffman Stadium. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. 
We're back with Lynn Worthy, the Royals beat writer for the Kansas City Star and star columnist Sam Mellinger. All right, so baseball's back. Loving it. Um, Lynn, you mentioned this right before we went to break that uh, you, you brought you brought up the coronavirus, the COVID-19, and testing is a big part of all this. Um, what, what do we know about uh, the, the frequency of testing and uh, safety precautions that uh, that Major League Baseball is um, is going to insist on? Yeah, well, so everybody's going to need to test negative before they um, start workouts. And then once they get into camp uh, working out, uh, it's going to be every other day on the um, on the testing. It's supposed to be once a month for um, um, the, uh, the antibody tests. And um, I believe the, the every other day is going to be for coaches, staff, players, support staff. Um, so that's and that's going to continue throughout the regular season and the postseason every other day. Wow, every other day. Okay, and uh, I, I guess other information like this will will reveal itself as we get closer to the season. But just how the yeah. team travels and, um, and you know the yeah, and they're still sorting through. I mean, like they because it's not a bubble, so they're going to travel. It's not going to it's not going to be complete isolation. Um, and uh, I should also, they, they will be doing the temperature uh, checks uh, twice a day too. Um, but yeah, once the once the season gets rolling, it's going to be a um, you know it, it's going to be a lot on guys' individual responsibility to sort of you know stay clear of uh, um, you know suspect situations or to try and you know do what they should social distancing wise and all that sort of stuff. Um, but they're not going to bubble wrap these guys. Well, what, well, which has not been happening in some other sports, as we've seen recently, college football being one and um, professional soccer being another. Um, well, and, and we've also had some um, some teams that have been affected by the COVID-19, I guess the Phillies, Blue Jays, um, some other teams as well. Um, hey, Sam, there's there's some new rules um, uh, going uh, implemented this year, just for this year. What do you think about um, – what do you think about starting a runner at second base? I hate it. Uh, in extra inning. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Tell us. No, really. What do you think? <laughs> it just seems like carnival to me, you know, just it. Um, and I, but so I, I legitimately like in my soul, I hate it. Um, I also understand it. Um, I understand the need to stay away from 16 inning games uh, and to try and get it done. And I understand that. Uh, baseball, I think, should be experimenting like never before. Like wh- whoever wins this World Series, like it's going to be, you know, <laughs> you're going to have takes about like, is this World Series champion more or less legitimate than the Houston Astros? You know, like, that's something that people <laughs> yeah, are going to talk right. about. Uh, so you might as well experiment a little bit. And they, they've been using this rule in the minor leagues, so I, I get it to some extent. But um, I, the stuff that I'd like to see, and maybe I'm just being weird or on my own here, but um, you know, electronic strike zone. I'd like to see that, like what, what that looks like. Um, you know, pitch clocks, like actually enforced, you know, little, little things like that. I'd be interested in seeing the the runner on second thing just seems really goofy to me. You know, it just, it seems really, really goofy to me. Why, at that point, why not just make it a tie? Right, right. Put it, put a tie on the books. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it strikes see, uh, me that uh, you don't think so, Lynn. Well, I was just going to say he's, you know the the this runner at second thing I'm not a big fan of, but then then you went with the pitch clock and I'm like the pitch clock just doesn't I don't know it doesn't do much for me. I, I've 
I've sat through a lot of minor league games where they had the pitch clock and they still went, you know, three plus hours. And I'm like, well, this ain't really do anything. I mean, I, maybe it's just my own uh, experience there, but um, the pitch clock thing, I mean, like, yeah, in theory, I guess it's supposed to speed up the game, but I just have seen it in practice, not really do a whole lot. I'm just like, what is, you know, to me, it's guys throwing strikes and, um, you know, especially relievers coming in and throwing strikes is what's going to make that move. But the pitch clock didn't really do much for me. <laughs> Well, I guess I like the spirit of Sam's answer, though, uh, that, you know, in other I think about some other sports where, um, you know, in college football, sometimes they'll use bowl games for some rules experiments. And in uh, in college basketball, they'll use the, the postseason in IT to, you know, to fiddle around with like the three point line or or, you know, other other foul, you know, number of fouls in a game, that sort of thing. Um, I, I guess it just depends on whether you look at this as a championship season in the way that we've looked at every other baseball season. There won't be a season that has been a regular season with fewer games than the 2020 baseball season. And um, and there have been shortened seasons before, but none as few as 20 games. So I guess it's, it's, uh, it's how we, it's how we end up defining the, is this a champion? Is this a true championship season for, for baseball? Uh, but they are. There is another experimental. The, the the universal DH is happening. I believe is that right? Both leagues yeah. are going to do the D, use yep. the GH. Yep. Um, I don't know if there are any any baseball purists here. I know Sam, you and I talked about it last week. And yeah. uh, um, uh, Lynn, are you, you good with uh, both leagues going with the DH? I mean, I I, I do like the um, the pitcher hitting. I mean, I think it's. I guess it is. It's probably been outdated for a while. And I think from a player standpoint, it probably gives you. Um, you know, in theory, an extra an extra job or, or keeps a guy, you know, who's uh, at the point where he's not really a viable in the field, gives him a, a chance to still be on a roster as a DH and have an impact. I mean, um, I think about the the Mets and Yoannis Cespedes, you know, as a guy who probably that helps maybe extend his career. So, I mean, there's, there's benefits to it, but um, I guess I'm just, uh, I'd like that difference between the American and National League, but definitely in a year like this, it's, it's I, I I do see where there's benefit to experiment with that. Yeah, so we're in. Uh, when it comes to rosters, they're going to start the season with 30 and and pare it down by two over over the following two week periods to to eventually get to to 26. Does that? I guess that's you have to do that, don't you? There you've got to have some. And then there's a like a, a taxi squad of uh, 20 additional players that'll be available. I, that that makes sense, doesn't it, Lynn? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, and you're, um, you know, people were talking about how many players are going to be, you know, weeks back and it's, you know, can, between virus and injury and just a normal, you know, you know, the way baseball works, you're going to need more than whatever 30 guys, it's, it's just not going to work with 30 guys. Plus, you got to have guys ready or staying ready where there's, you know, likely no minor league season happening this year, you got to have somewhere where guys are ready and you can't just be calling guys off the couch and saying, all right, you're in. Right, right. Okay, so like we said, season starts July 23-24, um, the, the, the second part of spring training, uh, which will start in the summer, um, next, uh, next Wednesday in Kansas City at, at Kauffman Stadium. And we don't, we don't have – do we have word on fans yet? I know there's you know, a month to go before the season starts. And, and a Royals official told me last week they're, you know, they're, they're planning for fans, but I think everybody has to plan for fans and then – and then change plans if um, if the news changes and the news is not good here the last week or so when it comes to virus numbers you know nationally and in Missouri so 
Um, what's what's the story, Lynn, on on fans? As of right now, it's still the plan that they would be um, starting off with nobody in the ballpark. Um, but they have not, you know, uh, come out one way or another to say that there won't be no fans all season. Um, and then you've got other teams in other states who are came out and said that they plan on fans. Texas, which has experienced a spike in cases recently, <laughs> has been steadfast for, I think, a few weeks now that they plan on some fans in the stands by the end of the season. So it, it's going to be one of those things that evolves as the season goes along. But to start off, there won't be fans in the stands. It will be a TV sport. And then, um, you know, as they get look later in the season, they, they may look at some things. But that's going to have to go through the state and local officials and guidelines. Yeah, gee, I don't know how that's going to work. That's um, that that's complicated, and and, and uh, you know, there's there's a lot of considerations to be had there before we before we go there. Well, one part about that though, it's like it's not up to the teams in that way, right? Like you know, just to again like echo or emphasize something yeah. Lynn just mentioned, it's it's um, it's local officials, it's CDC, it's it's all these other guidelines that are sure as hell above you know Kevin Ulick and Dayton Moore's head, you know. Uh, these are these are people that live in that world. Um, but I, one thing about the Royals, I, I, there are some, I won't say some teams necessarily, uh, but there are certainly some officials, executives with some teams who want no fans no matter what, who want to play, you know, just for safety. Um, the Royals are very much definitely not one of those. Um, if, if they are allowed to have fans, I think they want to push to have fans. Yeah, yeah, I did hear Dayton Moore say that yesterday. That you know, we we play the game for the fans. Yeah, and um, and and he's he's right. Um, but at least, yeah, as Lynn said in the beginning, it may just be a, a, a television product, and, um, and and we'll we'll have to live with that. So, uh, so of course, as soon as the the announcement was made that baseball is back, the and and the number of games was set. Hey, first of all, before I talk about the over under for the Royals. Um, one thing that disappointed me, I would love to have seen an expanded postseason. Now, maybe that's because of where we live and the team that we cover. And and if you're, you know, if you're a Dodgers fan or a Yankees fan, you're you're fine with the the, the same number of the same, you know, five teams from each league being in the postseason. Um, don't you think baseball would have been better served with an expanded postseason? You guys, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, again, sort of. Uh, the season, nobody's going to remember this season as fully legitimate, no matter what. Um, even assuming that we have a, a, you know, there's a team that at the end of the season wins that piece of metal, as Rob Manfred might call it. But um, it, I, I just feel like, yeah, like when in doubt, experiment with this. And I, I do think it might have been fun just to have an extra an extra round. Um, and that, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't care about this nearly as much, but it would have given the owners uh, and potentially the players some more money. But it just, yeah, it just would have been fun. And, and I think, go ahead, Lynn. Yeah, I was going to say for this year, I think it would have been, um, it, it, it could have been a good thing for this year. I'm a little skeptical about the long term, you know, because they had talked about expanding playoffs, you know, on a more permanent basis. And I just, the one thing I wonder about that is if, you know, um, in a normal year, if it be, the number of playoff teams expanding to where it's like more than half, you know, basically more than half the league. Cause they're talking about, you could end up with 16 playoff teams in the fifth, uh, 30 team league. Um, whether it becomes the thing where, you know, it becomes a little bit of an excuse for teams to be like, you know, to say they were competitive and they were a playoff team without necessarily, you know, doing a whole lot to try and improve the team or spending and that sort of thing. So I just wonder long-term if that's, um, you know, what that, 
actually does when you have more than half the league. But for this year, I think it would have been a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's end it on this. Uh, just a just a quick thought. Uh, the consensus over under I've seen for the Royals twenty four and a half. Um, so that gives them a twenty four and a half and thirty five and a half uh, record for for the season. Um, over or under, Sam. So that is, I did the math uh, just because I'm a huge nerd, and that is a, about a 66 win pace um, yeah. for uh, 162. So that would be what, 66 and 96? Um, yeah. You know. Which would mark a how much how many game improvement over last year? Right? <laughs> uh, eight, right? <laughs> Seven right. or eight. Um, yeah. I, I get the 104 lost season mixed up with the 103 lost season. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Uh, baseball's back. Let's be optimistic. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say the the you know these power arms that they have in the bullpen are going to make a difference because I really do believe. I don't know if I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but I really do believe that if the Royals had just a competent, now I'm not talking about a great, but just a competent bullpen, uh, it would have made a huge difference last year. So I'll, I'll, I'll go over. Sure. Okay, Lynn, what do you think? Uh, I'm going over too. I mean, I think in a large part because I, I think the way the schedule is going to break out, they um, they're not going to have too many of those big juggernaut teams. They're not going to going to play those. So they're going to be playing the same group of teams, you know, basically Central and Central, and I think. Um, not that they're you know way above the rest of the teams in either of the central divisions, but I think they they that's a, a better matchup than if they were playing you know the the Yankees and the um, yeah. you know the the Dodgers and or you know either the East or the West. I think the Central is pretty good for them. What yeah, about you, Blair? Well, first of all, I'll, I, I think over as well by a game or two. I don't think it's I don't think they'll finish five hundred, but it's a good point Lynn makes because we, we should have brought that up. The schedule. The Royals will only play, and all baseball teams will only play teams in their division and the corresponding division in the other league. So, um, and and that's not out yet. We'll be sometime next week, I think, as is what I saw. Um, so uh, look for that. It'd be interesting to see where the Royals start on the road or at home, or um, just uh, they were. I think they were going to open in Chicago this year during the regular for the regular season. Um, but uh, we'll that, see. We'll that's see. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Lynn Worthy, Sam Mellinger, thanks, guys, for, for joining us today, and we will talk again soon. All right, Blair. Thanks. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Lynn Worthy and to Sam Mellinger for Talking Royals. Links to stories about the Royals can be found in the show notes and on the True Blue app. Earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands, still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage that includes Sports Extra with the E-Edition. There are 20 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports, news, features, commentary, analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus extra news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, with another episode.